Good afternoon and welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading for this Monday, the 22nd of November, and we're in Exodus chapter 11. Exodus chapter 11 takes us to the final plague that God levies against Pharaoh, um, and this final plague is the taking of the firstborn. So here's a couple of things I want you to see as we get into this. Number one, I want you to witness the, uh, the patience of God. The patience of God twofold. Number one, that he caused the children of Israel to wait for quite a while before he delivers them. God doesn't always answer our prayers in our time and in the in the way that we want him to, but he always answers them in the best way. And that's really hard for us when we're waiting for God to act. Check out the Psalms again as they wait upon the Lord and wait upon the Lord. Um, the disciples had to wait for three days until Jesus rose from the dead. That was pretty short uh, compared to sometimes how much you have waited for certain things and I have waited for certain things. But here's the thing. When God promises he's going to do something, it's going to happen. And just with anything, as we look back upon that, uh, just in our lives, we look back upon it. And while we're in the midst of the waiting, it's, it's hard for us. But once it's fulfilled, it's also that sense of wow. And, and that sense of uh, knowing that peace of God. So I want to make sure that you recognize that uh, with, um, uh, with, with, uh, with this plague. So that part of the patience of God, but also the patience of God in dealing with Pharaoh. God could have said one plague and you're done, Pharaoh. Um, but, but God continues to send another plague. Uh, even when he warns us, even when he sends uh, what he's going to do, um, it's not like he's going to warn us just once. It's not twice, three. This is 10 times. Um, so we know the, the, the long suffering of God. In fact, uh, one of the, uh, the Old Testament words for patience, or one of the words in the Bible for patience, literally I think is where we get our, our uh, expression, that person has a long fuse, you know? I normally have a short fuse, doesn't take much, sets me off, boom, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow. Um, but God's uh, fuse is very, very long. He's willing to wait for us and he continues to call. Many of you are saying even right now, you know, why isn't Jesus come back? Certainly Jesus is gonna come back soon. I don't know, is this at, is this at the end of where, where uh, God's gonna say, okay, now it's the end? Uh, here's the thing about God. God already, know, God already knows when that end of the world is going to be. Um, why is he didn't come back yet? Uh, because he wants more to come to believe. We've made that point a number of times, but here's a good example uh, as well. But I want you to know what happens in the in-between time. And isn't that something? In verse two, God says, when you go out, ask the people for silver and gold. In fact, they're going to want to give it to you. If you remember back in chapter three, verse 21, it's God told them, when you leave Egypt, I'm coming here to deliver you. None of the plagues had happened yet. But when you leave, let me tell you, this is going to be a sign that I know what I'm doing. And, and that I'm in charge here. And that is when you do leave, they're going to be glad to get rid of you. They're going to send you out with a whole bunch of things, hoping that you won't come back. So here's God taking what is a bad situation and actually not only just delivering, but delivering with great wealth and, and with great means that they're going to that they're going to leave. Same is true for Moses. Look at verse three. Later on in verse three, Moses comes in and when he first meets Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, Who are you, Moses, and who is your God? But now by this time, Moses is very great in the land of Egypt. In other words, let God raise us up, not us raise ourselves up, but just be faithful to God. Be faithful in the everyday service that you do, in the calling, the vocation that God places you in. Let God do the lifting up, and he does, certainly does it. With, with Moses too. And that means that many in Egypt, or some in Egypt at least, began to see, hey, this Moses knows what he's talking about, but was drawn more towards the God that Moses proclaimed. So we need to make sure we're always letting his light shine before others 
that they see what we do and give glory to God. Great example right here. Uh, and then God makes a promise in verse 4 and continuing that he's going to come through. And now with each of the other plagues, it's affected a portion of Egypt and some of what they had. Now God's going to hit at the heart. He's going to require a firstborn son. He's going to take the life of a firstborn son. Now, no one should lose this at all. You kind of know that oldest child, even in our culture, tend to have a greater responsibility uh, placed on them. Uh, my oldest brother got thrown on the tractor as soon as he was old enough to be able to push the clutch in and 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 be able to drive it. Whereas uh, me, being down five down uh, from him, didn't have that as soon. But here's the other thing: with firstborn, especially in that culture, they got a double inheritance, a double portion, probably because they had a double portion of responsibility put on them, and they would have to be a good caretaker of that. But God, but God knows what hurts the most. But here's the thing: think about that. We're coming up to Christmas. And what does the Christmas story tell us in Luke 2? And she gave birth to her firstborn son and laid him in a manger uh, because there was no room for them in the end. Look at what God did to his own firstborn son to Mary, that he's going to go to the cross for us. He's going to die an incredibly painful death and even more spiritually painful as he's separated from God. This is what God put his firstborn son through for you and me so that the price of that firstborn son would win for us forgiveness and give us eternal life. Um, so rather than look at this and say, wow, that's a really mean thing for God to do to Pharaoh. Well, Pharaoh hardened his heart against God and kept even though God was patient with him, kept pushing at God and not listening to God and not, God not acknowledging God. And God finally gave him what he, uh, what he asked for. Um, but yet in the end, God would be glorified and we would, be, we would see the patience of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, the God keeping his promises that he does. And, and again, we see that through, uh, through the rest of this chapter. So God bless you as you continue to read. We're going to see what happens uh, in the aftermath of this as God institutes the Passover. And, and uh, Jesus comes to be the, pre the perfect Passover lamb uh, for you and me. Any questions, any comments, please um, write those back to me on, on the Facebook account there. Uh, or send them to me, email them to me, text them to me. We'd love to help you as you continue to grow uh, in, uh, in our understanding about God and our faith and our trust in him. God bless you as you read.